Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Canucks. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably oil prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I am your host, Lachlan Irvin, and today we are going to be talking about Vasily Pudkolzin's arrival in Vancouver and uh, what that means for his uh, for his rookie campaign in North America, as well as a little bit of Quinn Hughes contract rumors to get into. And we will start off right away uh, with a little bit of Canucks history corner. I promise that this is relevant to the next uh, to the to the first thing we're going to talk about today. So. A short Canucks history corner. Uh, September eighth, nineteen ninety five, uh, is was the day that Pavel Bure decided he was going to change his jersey number, specifically from the number ten to number ninety six. The Canucks were just moving into their brand new arena, General Motors Place. Uh, they were going to start wearing some sexy new salmon red uniforms, or at least that's what they were told. They were they they were before they actually received them in uh, the shipments, and uh, Bray was allowed to wear number ninety six. So for a very long time, uh, Bray had not been allowed to wear a high number. Uh, ninety six, I believe, was a number he had wanted to wear for quite a while, or there was or there was some number in the nineties that he had initially planned on wearing. But Pat Quinn was not a big fan of players wearing. Uh, high numbers. And it took the Canucks trading for Alexander McGillney, who had gone his entire career with the Sabres prior to that, wearing number 89 uh, for the Canucks to relent. They decided instead of trying to force McGillney to take a different number, they would instead let Beret pick his own jersey rather than the 10 he had received when he started in Vancouver in 1991. So, Burray changes over to 96. Uh, long story short, it's uh, he he only wears it for two years. It is a complete disaster, not because of that number necessarily. He just ran into bad injury luck, uh, missed a large most of the 95 96 season with a with a torn ACL, uh, and a um, and uh, d- w- just wasn't able to stay healthy during 96 97 either. Uh, after which point he decided to switch back to number 10, citing that the his time wearing the other jer- the 96 jersey had come with only bad luck. So he uh, he went back to number 10. Why am I telling you all this? Why am I talking about jerseys, specifically Russians and what jersey numbers they used to wear for the Vancouver Canucks? Uh, because Vasily Podkolzin has arrived in Vancouver and... It is rumored right now that he is going to wear the number 92 for the Canucks. The, he is the the next Russian in line in terms of uh what people of the hope of the great hope that he can come in and be a huge factor for the Canucks this year. And uh unlike in teams past, he's going to get to wear the number he wants right out of the gate and he is the first player to wear number 92 in the the franchise's history. So that's going so that's a pretty cool little tidbit if this ends up being the way he goes. Um, but that's not really the important part of why we're talking about uh, why we're talking about Pickles in today. 
we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, why he's like, what's so, what's going to be such a big deal for his rookie year. And again, we don't know for sure that he's going to make the team right out of training camp there. It's entirely possible that they feel he needs more seasoning and he goes to play for Abbotsford to start the year. But let's say for all intents and purposes that the Canucks do feel that he is ready to go just right at the right as he right as the NHL season gets underway. They feel that it is totally within it is totally the right call to have him stay with the big club and start uh, logging and start logging big minutes on the say the third line. Um, But Golson is going to get something that a lot of Canucks rookies before him including last year's real, including last year's rookies in Nils Hoaglander and uh, Jack Rathbone did not get. And that is that he's actually going to get proper insulation from the rest, from the depth around him. A lot of Canucks rookies in recent history, there, and there have been a lot of them that have come through and had great success right out of the gate, but they have been expected to step right into basically being a top scorer. Maybe that's not what the team said to the players. Maybe that's not what they believed like in their hearts, but most of the time those players had to come in, came in and very well had to step into playing the biggest role, the big role right away because the Canucks did not have enough depth around them to get the scoring done and let them say, play easier minutes, easier matchups, uh, to uh, to help ease them into the NHL, they often had to just jump in head head first with uh as best a as best a an effort as they possibly could. And while that's great, it also isn't very it also isn't always super helpful for developing players to just throw them to the wolves. You you want to make it at, make the transition as easy for them as possible. And when your team isn't good enough to score around them and give them the time they need, sometimes they have to uh, forego a little bit of that development to be as great a scorer as they can now. And sometimes that comes at a cost down the road. We haven't necessarily seen that with these Canuck players, but the, it, it, it goes to show you that the reason why those players have stuck around and been so good, regardless of what year it is, is because they is because of how how uh, how big they were and how great they were just out of the gate. Whereas, say, there aren't a lot of players uh, in the Canucks system, or at least in the Canucks roster today, that are, say, later picks that needed the development time. Not a lot of them have made it up to the big leagues, and part of that is probably due to the fact that the times that they did get to the NHL, they had to step into a role that they were not necessarily ready for a little bit earlier than expected. But in this case, Pud Colson will be coming in on a team where he does not have to be the major, a major goal scoring threat right out of the gate uh, because they have plenty of, of good scoring options available right now. They're going to be starting off the year with a healthy Pedersen uh, contract uh, negotiations uh, in mind. And then you throw in JT Miller, you got Brock Besser, Bo Horvat. Connor Garland new to the team this year, Tanner Pearson, Nils Hoaglander, another year older. Like there are at least, you can count at least seven players in front of Vasily Pudkolzin who are going to be able to be key offensive contributors, which means that Pudkolzin does not have to be as, um, does not have to come in and be lights up amazing immediately. He's going to get a little bit more time. 
to focus on his game and what makes him successful, he's going to get a lot of easy, he's going to get some easier matchups, which is going to make it, uh, which is going to make it more easy for him to still break out in the scoring, uh, in the scoring pace that he wants, while not necessarily it having it being the difference between the Canucks winning and losing as much. You you don't want a player to come in and have to feel like they put a, have to put a team on their back to get two points every single night right as they're starting their career. That's a lot of pressure to put on a kid. But Colson's going to get the opportunity to not have to do that. He's going to be able to come in and play at his own pace. He's going to get lots of good time with Jason Dickinson on that third line and Tanner Pearson as well. Maybe sometimes Nils Hoaglander, they might go for a youthful look. They might even throw Connor Garland on his opposite wing just to see if they can maybe uh, get a little bit more scoring scoring out of Pitkolzin earlier on, but they don't have to do that is the important part here. The Canucks are at a point where they have guaranteed two scoring lines and potential for a third, which they haven't had in a long time. It's been a very long time since the Canucks could say they had three lines, potential scoring units. And that's going to benefit Pitkolzin very a whole lot going into his rookie season. We're going to get a little bit more into Vasily Podkolzin's expectations for this season uh, in just a moment. But first, we're going to, I need to talk to you about today's sponsor, Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to carry all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I'm a student who is currently borrowing a car. That's right. I actually have a car now. And while I don't think I'll be doing any shopping necessarily for uh, parts, I do know for sure that if I do need to, I'm going to Rock Auto to find those parts because they have everything I could need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. They're a family business deserving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and they're reliably low prices for every customer. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto by going to rockauto.com right now and seeing all the parts they have available for your car truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Getting back to Pud Colson, one of the things about his rookie season that's going to be so important is that there's going to be a lot of big expectations for him, particularly from the fans. Even if we say that he doesn't necessarily have to be a, a prime score right away, a lot of people are expecting him to be able to do that right away. So how can the Canucks make it easier on him to meet all of those expectations without necessarily putting him in the, in the toughest position possible? Well, 
there are there are some options there for Vancouver specifically. Obviously, playing him on the third line means he's going to get better matchups early on. He's not going to have to worry about, say, matching up against Connor McDavid on a regular basis. He might get some opportunities uh, to face again to face uh, uh, some good players, but not necessarily having to be a shutdown a shutdown player against the the league's top talent. He's going to get opportunities to both work on a scoring while still maintaining uh, the opportunities to play a good defensive game because that's something that Travis Green really uh, prioritizes, especially with his rookies, is he wants to make sure that they are responsible in their own end while also being able to put the puck in the net. And playing him with Jason Dickinson means he's going to get shutdown time, but he's not. but he doesn't always have to be the shutdown guy. And it'll give him the time and space to get uh to get the to get opportunities to work in his own end on what he's on what he uh can do against uh scorers against scores because the third line might not necessarily be lining up against line one but you'll probably see them against line two and some teams again are gonna have three line full three lines of scoring and with and that's gonna give put goals in the chances to work on that to work in his own end and still be able to. Uh, get his offensive opportunities at the other. It's a good spot to put him, especially with someone like Jason Dickinson, who is as solid as a rock in his own end. And Tanner Pearson, who I've maintained over the last few years is a very good, is a very good uh, NHL player at not making egregious mistakes and being a very good, a very solid, safe player in his own, particularly in his own end. There are very rare times in for Tanner Pearson where he is, where it's his fault, the puck is going in the net. He's usually in the right position, doing his job to the best of his ability, and sometimes someone else ends up dropping the ball. It it'll give Podgolzin the opportunities to maybe to even if he makes a mistake, he'll have some, he'll have two very reliable forwards playing alongside him to uh to clean up if necessary, and that's great. And while still again being able to maintain the fact that he's going to get scoring chances. Uh, another thing that's going to really help him is the fact that the Canucks are going to have a power play two this year. I say that kind of joking. I mean, they always have a power play two, but in years past, that second unit has kind of been just out there to kill time. It was very much a case where power play one was the scoring one and power play two was just there to tread water and please don't let the puck go in our own net instead. Now the Canucks have enough scoring depth that they can actually field a proper second power play unit. And Pagolson's probably going to get a lot of opportunities there if he makes the team. He's going to immediately be thrust into an opportunity to get some to get some points on the board while not necessarily, again, having to be the focal point of the offense. He's going to be part of a solid group of guys, most likely someone, say, like a Connor Garland, maybe a, a JT Miller, Probably Tyler Myers uh, on the defensive side, or maybe say an Oliver Ekman Larson. Uh, he might get some time with Jack Rathbone as well to kind of work on to kind of work the youngsters into a to playing more power play time. And it won't be just they won't be out there to kill time. They'll be out there to actually make a, a true offensive impact uh, against against good teams and against good penalty kills. They're not, it's going to be a, and it's going to be a game changer for the Canucks. If that's able, if they're able to meet those expectations with him before we finish off tonight's episode, talking about Quinn Hughes contract situation and updating you on that. First, we need to talk about built bar. 
Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they have so many delicious flavors for you to try. Things like cookies and cream, German chocolate, strawberry, and mint brownie, and even raspberry. And if you haven't tried all their flavors, you can get a mix box where you get two of each of their nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting protein bars on the market, but they're healthy too. Ranging from 7 to 18 grams of protein per bar and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar per bar. Personally, I need to cut sugar out of my diet as much as possible. It's something that I'm trying to work on. And I know with Built Bar, I can probably get there and still have a nice, good tasting snack. Order today and you can get the grasshopper cookie flavor or whatever else you like. Just by going to Built.com and using the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. There's only one betting place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that's BetOnline.ag. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Yes, you heard that correctly. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo by making a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And finally, we're going to end on a little bit of not so much breaking news as just a little bit of an update. Uh, that came through earlier today about the Quinn Hughes contract situation. Obviously, Elias Pettersson still has to be figured out as well. But what we do know right now is a little bit more about the money side of things. You, We kind of already had an idea, but now it's kind of being more confirmed, thanks to uh, Patrick Johnston of the province uh, at Rising Action on Twitter. Uh, he Quote, don't be surprised if the Hughes deal turns out to be a little north of $8 million. You can probably figure out what that means for term. I mean, the main comp is obvious. Um, there, are what the main comparables being, uh, say, Miro Heiskanen, Kale McCarr, uh, defense, uh, recent defensemen who have all gotten major paydays uh, over this summer, over this uh, this off season. Um, and look, we already knew that eight million was probably over eight million was probably going to be where we were going to end up sitting, or at least around that ballpark. And that's just being, con- and the fact that it's being confirmed at least seems to uh seems to forebode uh seems to be a foreshadowing that the that extension will be getting signed sooner rather than later at least that's what i'd like to think it does uh it, you know it's been pretty quiet on the fr- on the the Hughes and Patterson fronts of late part of that was you know uh insiders going on vacation for the going on summer vacations before next season and whatnot but now that we're getting a little bit more info specifically on Hughes's contract, that seems to that seems to imply that we are getting closer to that to that extension being signed. The Canucks aren't in a situation where they can necessarily do any more uh, move maneuvering to say improve the numbers. If you know what I'm saying, there's not really a lot else 
uh, available. There's not else much else they can do without, say, moving money out. And it doesn't seem like they're in that position right now. So, again, the sooner they get Hughes signed, the better. And the more money they give Hughes now, the less they'll have to pay on the next contract down the road. Defe- defensemen, particularly def- defensemen, RFA defensemen are at an all-time premium. Being able to secure their future and lock them up for long term is so much better for your franchise uh, and any future potential cap hurdles uh, than it is to try and bridge the try and do a bridge deal with them because that price is going to go exponentially up season to season faster than say a forward. You want to get Hughes locked up now so you don't have to deal with this at a in a bigger way later on. Hopefully this gets sorted out in the next in the coming days and no we don't miss any training camp uh, Quinn Hughes doesn't miss any training camp and then hopefully that also gets the ball rolling on Elias Pettersson's uh, eventual contract as well. And that's going to do it for this Wednesday edition of Locked on Canucks. Thank you so much for listening. I have been Lachlan Irvin. You can find me on Twitter at lock in the crease. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to check out our sister show locked on bets. Betting on hockey doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favorite picks and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the locked on bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out this show on YouTube as well. Now we are uh, available on YouTube. Uh, make sure to hit the subscribe button, tap that bell to get notifications whenever a new show comes out and make sure to do that on all your, on whatever podcast platforms you use. We do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday leading up to late September when we get into the Monday to Friday, uh, five days a week schedule. Um, until then, uh, be sure to check out my blog, lockinthecrease.com. I'll be doing some articles, I'm sure, in the, in the next few days as we get as we officially start rounding the corner back into hockey season. I have been Lachlan Irvin. This has locked, been Locked on Canucks. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you again on Friday. Take care.